Welcome to the Steve Barkley Ponders Out Loud podcast. As instructional coaches and school leaders, you have a challenge to guide continuous teacher growth that promotes student success. This podcast looks to support you with strategies from our experienced guests and insights that I've gathered across many years. I'm thrilled you're here. Thanks for listening. What are teachers experiencing in PLCs? How close does teacher engagement in PLCs come to mirroring the kind of learning experiences you want students to have in school? If you did walkthroughs of PLC sessions in your school, what would you want to see and hear? What would you see and hear now? And what role do you play in supporting PLCs as communities of learning? Jeff Utek from Shifting Schools invited me to a podcast conversation around PLCs. As you listen in, consider what observations of your PLCs would uncover and what changes might you want to explore. So I'm really excited to kind of dig in with some of your work and you've got fantastic work and we'll make sure that all the blog posts that we're going to talk about today uh, and your blog and, and everything else is, is in the show notes as well. But I love this, like we were talking about this difference of like how PLCs are used today versus like the original concept, the original understanding, the original ideal of what a PLC was. And you came up with this thing saying that there's a difference between PLCs and PWCs. Can you kind of explain that? What do you mean by that? What's the difference that you're seeing here? So, so, so PWC stands for professional working community. And so I describe that as a group of teachers who come together and uh, cooperate uh, in order to get work done more efficiently get work done more, 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 more quickly than, than doing this on your own. Um, we, we, I, we understand that, uh, well, let's take a, a primary, we need centers for kids in the classroom. So the idea that you're going to move your centers to my room and I'm going to move my centers to your room instead of us having to recreate these. Right. That's the kind of thing that would come out of professional working committee. Okay. And historically, that was called common planning time. Right. What happened in a lot of schools is when they said you should have PLCs, they just took their common planning time, which was teachers focused on teaching, and called it a PLC. So I suggest that that's not a PLC. The PLC is professional learning community, meaning teachers are there to learn something. So mm. go back to your thing about that's why it's a practice. Yeah, I've yet I've yet to collect student work and be satisfied with what I got. Mm. <laughs> so the, the question that I pose to folks, what, what in a PLC, you sit down, you look at student work, you, you, you look at data, and, and, and the question you're asking is, what do the kids need us to learn? Oh, I love that. What so do the kids need us kids, to learn? The kids need us to learn something. And maybe something, maybe we need to learn something about motivation. Uh, maybe we need to learn something about the sequencing of learning activities. Um, maybe we maybe we need to learn something deeper about our content that we're not yeah. taking. I, I don't know what it is, but my my assumption is if you knew how to cause the students to achieve 
what you wanted them to achieve, you would have done it. Right. So, so the fact that you've carried out a, an instructional unit, you've worked with the kids and, and you look at the results and you don't like some of the results, then what do the kids need us to learn becomes the, becomes the question. So oh. my, my, my frustration grew that everything they were asking teachers to do when they had a chunk of time ended up being labeled a, uh, a, a PLC. And yeah, so I so was true. working with a, a district where I was coming back each month. So during the month that I was gone, they had the instructional coaches went to the PLC time and they taught the teachers how to get the kids registered into the state's exam online for the kids to do. Yeah. And so when, when I came back a month later and found out that's how they had spent their PLC time, I went to the administrators and I said, you know, I totally get it. You know, the, the gun was up against your head. Yeah. The deadline's here. The kids got okay, But you forgot to do one thing. And they said, what's that? You forgot to put up the sign. And they said, <laughs> what sign? Said, the sign that said PLCs canceled. Yeah. Instructional coach on loan to the State Department. <laughs> the, yeah. problem, the problem is because you didn't put that sign up, I've got a whole group of people thinking what they just did for the last month was a PLC. Yeah. And now we got to backtrack through that. Yeah. And I agree with you. And I think it's it's been this kind of, I don't know if it would, I feel like it's been kind of a small transition away from like, here's what PLCs were. And I remember like the first time we set up PLCs, I remember I was teaching in Shanghai and there was, they were very structured. The leaders of the PLCs had, you know, a, a whole binder of like activities and questions to ask us. Like there was a true lead and we were, we were answering that. And I love this. It's going to be the title of the podcast, you know, what do students need us to learn? <laughs> and somewhere we transitioned into this, their working groups. Yeah, you know, we're 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 it's our common planning time. Do you do you see it is one of the and uh, and I don't, we haven't had this conversation, so I don't know what you can say. But do you see is it is it beneficial or is it hindering when your PLC is also your working group? So, for example, there's four of us in the social studies department. We have common planning time, yeah. and then we have PLC time. But because it's the same people, those we kind of. It's know. okay to be the same people. You got to separate it in your head. So I mm. actually work with some groups that when they make the agenda for their meeting, they actually put on the agenda PWC. Here's the three things we got to get done. Okay. And now our PLC. Oh, great. One school I worked with, I loved it. They had an oval table in a room that where they had all the PLC, all the PLCs met. And they actually used whiteboards on two different sides. So the facilitator would get up and, and work on the one side while they did the PWC. When they finished that part of the agenda, she'd actually walk over to the other wall. Everybody would swivel their chairs. And so actually get into a mindset now we're shifting. Yeah. So uh, the, the big problem with most of the elementary PLCs is they tackle too many things. Mm. So they don't stay on something long enough to work it through the process. So if you're going to have a, the PWC agenda is going to change, you know, week to week to week to week, right. The PLC agenda, you got to stay on that for a chunk of time. So mm. I've done some where we have a PLC agenda for the year. Oh, wow. Just working it's on like the same thing. It's a middle school looking at student writing. Yeah. Just student writing. That's, that's just our one focus. We're going to use our PLC time and we're going to come out of this year 
with understanding. That doesn't mean we aren't teaching the other thing. Right. We're going to deal with the, the other things we're going to deal with in, in the old way we always did. Because right. if we try and do everything, okay, um, and, and the, the other part that's real big there for me is goals. And mm. so once you're going to do writing for a long period of time, now you're going to be able to set goals that you're going to say, our, our work as a PLC is to learn what it would take to move kids from here to here. Mm. So there's going to be trial and error. There's going to be missteps. There's going to be discovering that some things work for some kids, but they, but they didn't work to others. But it, act, action research, probably a phrase that other people use. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You talk about um, in a December 2nd, 2018 blog post, you talked about Resnick's four P's and how they kind of need to be brought into this idea of a, of a PLC. Can you maybe talk about what those four? Yeah. You, you got to go back and know those came from the, 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 uh, the, the group at MIT that's looking at lifelong kindergarten. Right. Yeah. Okay. Out of the book. <laughs> it's okay. So, so the power of lifelong kindergarten is projects, peers, passion, and play. Yeah. So in effect, as a classroom teacher, that um, that's what I'm looking to engage my uh, engage my students in. So if you're doing Genius Hour or you're 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 looking at at uh, at, at passion uh, passion learning, uh, the the design where kids are getting autonomy to design programs, those are the four things you're you're looking at. Well, when I read that, and I first was looking through the the, the eye of a teacher for a classroom, and and I have to tell you this happens a whole lot to me that in effect the 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 plc should be an ideal model of what it is you're looking for to have happen in a classroom no i 100 agree i love that so if our focus is on learning yeah. you know, whatever it is that should be present for students to learn needs to be present for for teachers to learn so the the, the concept that the the goal so let's take writing that that's our project and we're going to go deep enough in that as a PLC. Uh, it, 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 uh, it's all about peers, which is why I'm real big on putting peer coaching into PLCs. Mm. So if if we're struggling with a group of English writing uh, 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 English learners uh, uh, and they're writing, and and we've got six teachers in this PLC, all who have some of those students, we should be in each other's classrooms observing those students and gathering that data and bringing it back to our PLC. That's where we're going to be working from. And then when I say teaching is a team sport, I differentiate the, what most teachers actually haven't experienced being on a team, mm. that most of what schools call teams, I call franchises. Yeah. <laughs> so, so people aren't going to a team meeting, they're going to a franchise meeting. All right. So you're, 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 going, you're going to a meeting, you own biology, somebody else owns chemistry, and somebody else owns physics, and you're coming to a franchise meeting. You'll exchange tips and strategies, but when you leave the meeting, the chemistry teacher isn't taking any responsibility right. for kids' performance in biology. So that's not a team. Right. So for me, if I've got five second grade teachers and they each have 20 kids, then each teacher is responsible for 100 kids. Mm. And the PLC time is is where you work on 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 causing on causing that to happen. So so the peers actually add a uh, a, a shared accountability for the uh, for the outcome. 
um, and, and and passion. I was I was in a school. I met, I met it was January. I met with all the PLCs. At the end of the day, I sat down with the principal and I said, "What would you think about teachers changing their PLC goals for the year?" And you know, he looked at me like, "How crazy could you be? It's January." <laughs> he said to me, "Why would you want to do that?" I said because they aren't interested in the ones that they have. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> I'm looking at a bunch of unmotivated students. We got to do something here. Back in August, you told them you needed a goal. So they either decided what would be easy to track or what they thought was on your agenda and you wanted. And, yeah. and now you're giving them an hour each week to go to this room and spend time with each other. And they, they, they don't have a passion for what they're doing. Yeah. So I actually started a phrase with PLCs now. I, I, I call it goals before norms. Okay? Everybody's putting, everybody's big on get, putting norms together for how we're going to work together. And, and that's important. But, I, but, but if you don't have a goal, you don't have a reason to join the group. So why would you agree to go with the, 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 the norms? Get a group of high school teachers to sit down and say, you know what? We're graduating kids whose reading comprehension is insufficient for university work and the work they're going to be asked to do. And it's good enough to pass our exams, but if that bothers us as a group, if, yeah. if we're gonna, if that's something you're losing sleep over, now you want to join a PLC. Mm. And the last part is it play. It should be playful. And the, the play could be. I, I've had some administrators tell me they pick their best PLCs out because they have some awesome fights. Yeah, but 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 the fights are because we're disagreeing about the best way to get kids to the same place. That the, yeah. that's that's where the the the, the passion's coming out. Mm, so that's the four P's. I love that. Where and I, you you do a lot of work with instructional coaches. How important do you see instructional coaches being in on this PLC work or supporting schools? So um, I, I just I just uh, I just did a uh, a blog and a podcast on uh, the instructional coach job description, mm. and uh, I, I'm really at the point now of deciding there shouldn't be one. Yeah, um, I, I looked up. I found I found one online. A district head there's posted they had 27 <laughs> descriptions of what instructional coaches do. So, and the last one was anything else the principal comes up. With. Of course, yes. <laughs> so. Instructional coaches should be, in my mind, they should be a resource to uh, to PLCs, um, meaning um, PLCs should be requesting instructional coaches assistance from time to time. Mm -hmm. The problem, and uh, Jim Knight and I uh, recorded a, a podcast on this, years ago, we sent instructional coaches in to teach teachers how to do PLCs, and they never came out. Yes, so true. So what happens now is if you have a boring PLC meeting, it's the instructional coach's fault. Yeah. When it should be the fault of the five people in the department who are sitting around the table together. Mm. They have to take the ownership. Now, I, I think the instructional coaches, if PLCs are new or, or if people haven't had real PLCs, then having somebody initially facilitate those and then teach us what it is and model for it. But it's it, in my mind, it's got to be with a plan to get out of there. Mm. As long as somebody other than the people at the table are designing the agenda, it's not a real PLC. Mm. I love that. The people at the table have to be designing the agenda. Yep. And so in one, so one of my recommendations is most PLC meetings should end with the agenda for the next meeting that you spend the last five minutes 
planning the agenda for the what, next what's week. our next step it, and the reason is you're generally going to leave with homework right so we were wondering about the english language learners writing so for next week everybody give a a writing task that you can collect in each of your content areas and and bring those eight or nine english language learner kids you need to bring that to our next plc that's where we're going to pick up hmm. when a teacher walks in they got a, they got an hour break in the middle of the day and they walk in a seat and pop down and they're waiting for somebody there to jump in and guide Tell them what this. to do <laughs> yeah it's not a plc yeah i love that <laughs> one you, you'd like one that i wrote earlier was administrators are they supporting or hijacking plcs oh because what do you see what do you see happening well, it's hijacked. It's yeah. hijacked every time, but and but for a good reason. So I, I want to make sure I, I label that so it doesn't sound derogatory of administrators. But principals are sitting in their office, and something request comes down from central office from the franchise. We, <laughs> yeah, we need this. Yeah, we we need this. And and the principals think, oh man, I just can't dump this on teachers because I keep dumping stuff on them. So when would teachers have time to do this? Ah, their PLC time. And so suddenly this stuff starts moving and we start coming into PLCs with work we need to get done for somebody else. And now it's a PWC. Bingo. Yeah. And maybe even a PWC that I'm not interested in. At yeah. Least in the, at, least in the good, <laughs> at least in the good PWC, I'm doing my work. And now That's I'm right. Doing else's work. That's true. It's so good. So as we kind of get ready to wrap this up here, what what is your vision for PLCs? What work do you what work do you do in supporting schools and teams of kind of making this transition back out of PWCs and getting back focused on PLCs? Kind of maybe like what what's your vision? How 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 should how should they be used in schools? Like if I was a perfect school, what what <laughs> kind of what would be working with Steve Barkley? What would that look like? To me, the PLC is just one version of the many teams that you want to have working effectively in a school. So you, you need, you're in an elementary school, so you got this grade level team, which is important. Um, but you also could be focused on a vertical team. Um, I'm, I'm working with this district right now that's looking at transition. Mm. You know, I got, I got, I got teachers teaching grade five who can't tell me the names of people who teach grade six science at the middle school oh. tells me pretty likely they aren't communicating very much. Yeah. So, so they're talking to me about what do we got to do for transition. So, well, first thing you got to do for the transition is you got to build a team that sets a goal. So, so what is it that we want to achieve for kids as they transition between our schools? I mean. Uh, I don't know if you saw it in the international schools you're you're in that that you were in, but I'm surprised. I find there's a wall between the grade five and grade six, even yeah. though we're all in the same yeah. all in the same building. I see it everywhere. Yeah. School, you know. Yeah. So so to to me, the the ultimate is creating opportunities for people to form teams with common goals. Hmm. And then providing them the support as a team to, uh, to to develop that. I love that. I love that. And I just love, like, if I'm just trying to recap the things we talked about, I think this idea of if you are, if you find yourself in a PLC and as you go into your next PLC, even after listening to this, it might be next week, 
are, are, you, are you and your PLC focused on this idea of what do students need us to learn? I love that. Like uh, when you're sitting in your PLC, is that something that you can just have in the back of your head of like, okay, how are we structuring this in our goals? Because our students need us to learn something. Our writing scores aren't where they are. Our math scores aren't. We're having, you know, what, classroom management issues, which we're hearing a lot of right now after the pandemic. If you're, an administrator, if you're an administrator, it's a great check on how effective your PLCs are being. Just from time to ask teachers, tell me one of the things you learned in your PLC that's impacting your kids. Oh, I love that. And then the second thing is just around this idea of inside your PLCs, this idea of, you know, what we're learning from lifelong kindergarten, the four P's of projects. Are you working on something long-term? I love that idea, right? Like a lot of times I think we get this short-term answer, like we want the quick fix. And in your PLC, it's not about the quick fix. It's about looking at writing for an entire year or something for an entire quarter or semester. Like there's something here our students need us to learn. Let's dig in and learn it. Am I working with peers? You know, peer coaching, you mentioned that. Is there some passion? And where do we get a chance to play? Uh, I love that as part of it. I want to thank Jeff for bringing his enthusiasm for teachers' engagement in PLCs to this conversation. And I want to close out with a statement that Nancy Fry made on a podcast with me about her book with Doug Fisher, PLC Plus, Great Decisions and Input by Design. What I'd like to share is, and a question that we often get, what does the plus mean? When you say PLC Plus, what is it that you mean? And our short answer is that the plus is you. This is really about you, your role within that team, looking at your individual as well as collective efficacy, looking at your ability to be able to activate the learning that's going on, looking at your opportunities to be able to bring in the equity initiatives that are happening in districts and make it a living and breathing part of every school day to be able to um, uh, ensure yourself, create confidence for yourself that you're holding high expectations for all your students. The, the plus in PLC is you. You, an important element for all of us to consider when we look at the quality of PLC conversations and learning. Feel free to share your thoughts and questions about PLC's role in teaching and learning. You can always reach me at barclaypd.com. Thanks for listening in. Thanks for listening, folks. I'd love to hear what you're pondering. You can find me on Twitter or LinkedIn at Steve Barkley, or send me your questions and find my videos and blogs at barclaypd.com. 